welcome to Specific Overtures with Nate and Amjoy, a podcast dedicated to diversity in American theater. Today's guest is our very own Nate Braga. Enjoy. Um, wait, what Welcome is your... to my home. Oh, thank you. Thank you. What is it we're drinking here in this lovely home of we're, yours? We're going with the classy yellowtail Shiraz. Oh, it's very good. Very earthy. Very earthy. I enjoy this. This drink that you you brought to us. Um, mate, for, for, the, for the listening audience, what is your full name? My full name is Nathaniel Michael Braga. Great. And that's not your business name? No. I think I... My... No, my my equity name, mm-hmm. my business name is Nate Braga. I okay. think. Yeah. I can't even remember. <laughs> should, should you check? Maybe I should check my card. Should we Google you later? <laughs> <laughs> what comes up? When it's we either Google Nate or Nate Braga. Nathaniel. Okay, great, great. <laughs> I just have some like crazy alias. <laughs> you are one. Why does it say your name's Michael? That's weird. Oh well, I'll go with it. It's fine. Uh, I guess. What? How? How did you? How did we meet each other? How did we meet each other? Oh, I'm trying to think. Like, well, I mean, we met doing our show. Because did. I didn't meet you at an audition. No, because I auditioned online. Right. <laughs> right. No, so, I didn't know anyone until that first day of the meet and greet. The first. Okay, so I hadn't even met Char- Charlie. Because it was person. all a video audition. It was all a video audition. Okay, so backstory. Yes. I did. So I was hired to do M Butterfly. I played Song Li Ling. And I did the whole audition online. Mm-hmm. So Doug Peck, our music director, who we both love, yes, um, he, I guess he threw my name into the mix mm-hmm. because they were looking for someone. And, and he knew you through. He knew me because I worked with him. He music directed a couple of my shows when I used to live here at the Marriott. I think he did one of my kids shows and then he did one of my um, night shows. Okay. That he direct uh, music directed. Mm-hmm. So so I think he threw my name. He said he threw my name in there and then somehow they contacted me. They found me. Mm-hmm. The theater gods found me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so they Cree Cree found me somehow. Cuz they were looking for about a year for I that mean, role. I mean, it's kind of crazy like out of all of the Chicago theater actors, I think they I feel called like, a lot of people in. I feel like they could have had someone here but I think well and I, I'm, I'm curious to talk to Cree about it now yeah. but I know that for that production because they had scored Jamie Guan Jamie Guan yeah. at that like before everything happened oh. and choreography was really important to him right yeah so I think they yeah, wanted fun. somebody who was definitely Asian because you can't somewhat go, back, go down you are okay we'll, 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 we'll circle back to that but like they wanted someone Asian but they I think movement was a major yeah. part and I think and then also height wasn't a major issue of like um, for those of you who don't know M Butterfly Song Li Ling needs to pass as, as a, a woman, woman right so um, there are actually because they, I think they also didn't know that they were going to cast Sean, who is very tall. He is very tall. Um, but they they wanted Someone's an small. Asian woman. Uh, an Asian. Asian. <laughs> That's <laughs> that me. Would, they wanted somebody who passed for an Asian woman in that role yeah. because gender uh, and ethnicity are major, major, major parts points, of the yeah. story. Oh yeah, right. Totally. So then, it, but they were what Court Theater's production was asking for this role was like triple threat. 
because yes. also Doug Peck wanted, wanted it like to sing. Yeah, uh, to sing Puccini's yeah. uh, Madame Butterfly, which yeah. we did keep a little bit of, but I think they wanted the option of it. So then right. they're thinking someone who can sing, someone who can dance, dance. really well, yeah. and then somebody who can act, and then somebody who's Asian. All all casting wise, that that's a lot. That list makes that list very, very short. Yeah. 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 All right. True. So, True. so they did. They they had to spend a, a long, I think, a year. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy to me. But um, I just did. So I did. So they contacted me, and then I did um, a couple rounds of uh, of uh, what is it um, online? Just I I did a couple scenes mm-hmm. on tape, mm-hmm. and I sent them in, and then uh, Charlie sent me a couple like. Uh, modifications and adjustments and, mm-hmm. and then I sent it back in and then I had like a Skype interview with Charlie and he like a live Skype yeah a live audition. Skype yeah. yeah well it wasn't even an audition we it just, was just chatting we just talked well because he wanted to get to know you yeah. yeah yeah so we just talked and like it was great and I felt really comfortable with him and mm-hmm. it was really fun and by the end he was like well, I can't officially say this, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you got this. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. And then how far before you started rehearsals for that? That happened, I want to say, okay, so when did we start? We had the workshop. In the winter. February. Yeah, because it, it was snowy February. and really yeah. hard to get to. I did, so I, it was in the fall. It was like October, I think. We did all that, um, all that online stuff. Yeah. And then, and then we started that workshop in February. Man. Yeah. It was crazy. And then, and then we did one week of a movement workshop with Jamie, who is this, oh I mean, what is his resume? He's done everything. Well, he's done almost all the major productions of Madame um, Butterfly, yes. of M. Butterfly. M. Butterfly, yeah. Um, but he, he went through the Cultural Revolution. He is like... Peking Opera. Peking Opera, Dance God. Yeah. Like, he knows all the movements to all the things. Yeah. Um, and I think he will just outlive all of us. <laughs> but, so, that, that workshop was specifically, I think they got a grant for all of us to work to as much as we can, yeah. and also for us to read the script, mm-hmm. um, the table read, table read out loud, day, yeah. yeah, and uh, that is when we met each other. I guess that was the first day. Both of us were so scared, though. I was terrified. Were you terrified? I was terrified. It was my first, like, it was my first lead role I've ever done. Up until that point, you just done. I've done ensemble work and like bit parts and even um, in supporting. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh. I didn't, I actually, well, in college, I only did one show at my college. Oh. I worked, I, I was very lucky. I, I worked professionally in college. I didn't actually do So you were making theater. money yeah. doing what you were going yeah, to I was very, for? Yeah, I was very lucky. Yeah. Like I, and granted, like, my school didn't cast me in anything, so I was Is like... Is that why you went yeah. outside? Yeah. So what, I mean, did you, so you did try to get cast I at did. school? I, what were I went, you looking, what were you auditioning for? I mean, I did. My undergrad was in musical theater, mm-hmm. but I I auditioned for the plays and the musicals, and I, I got cast in one musical my senior year. What uh, what show is it? I did Ragtime. I was in the Immigrant Chorus, so I really didn't do that <laughs> oh much. My God. Uh... I played a child, <laughs> like a little child, and like I had you know a Greek mother sure. and then an Italian father, sure. and then they made like some mixed. You know, Asian baby. Sure, <laughs> I buy it. I yeah. What you went to Columbia? Is I went that, to Columbia College. You went to yeah. Columbia and mm-hmm. you got cast in one play. Yes. 
Wow. Okay, <laughs> and cool. hence me going out and auditioning. Yeah. My my whole thing was like, you know what? If I'm not going to get cast here, I'll just go professionally. And Absolutely. Go. And then I booked. Yeah. Like, I, I booked professionally, and that's how I started my career. In musical theater in, in musical Chicago, theater. you were making money already yeah. as a professional yeah. actor. Well, I got my equity card my the summer after my soft or junior year of college. I went and I went down to the Muni St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And I auditioned with like hundreds and hundreds of kids, and I was like, "What am I doing? Yeah. I am. I don't know what I'm doing." And somehow I got cast, and they gave. And their whole their whole mantra was like, "The the Muni is like for um, college kids that mm-hmm. are going to New York." Oh. Um, so their whole mantra was like giving, you know, these big musical theater schools uh, students mm-hmm. their cards mm-hmm. so they can go to New York with their equity card. That's very generous. Yeah. What was was that? What was that first show? Uh, I did a, three shows. My first season there. The first show I did there was King and I. Uh huh. Sure. Then, and then I did Wizard of Oz, and then Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. That was my first. Summer. Which is a heavy dance show. Oh my god, that yeah. was crazy. It was so much fun though. Oh, I bet. It was ridiculous. Yeah. And now it's really funny looking back on that. We were just crazy kids and very very talented. Like all the people there. I've gone on to like huge big, New York big huge New York careers and like everyone's kind of branched out now sure. but musical theater but like mainly, they've been working steadily yeah, yeah. like I, I know this guy who's done like five Broadway shows now Jeez. and like so there, there's very accomplished people it's a great work. way to work that out though yeah. because in New York Right. It's so hard. You don't. It's it's so you hard. You need an equity card. You have to get an equity card to even be seen. Yeah. So oh, that's so crazy and so different from Chicago. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it's totally different. because if you have your equity card and they don't know you here, then it's hard to get into the room to begin with. Yeah. But um, but luckily, you had Chicago connections when you when you came back, and that's what brought you to court. So right. circling back to that movement rehearsal when we had mm-hmm. that first read through, yeah, with all of these like. <laughs> Chicago celebrity <laughs> stage actors. What was, were your thoughts? I was terrified. I was terrified and so intimidated because coming back to Chicago, like, Chicago is an acting city. Like, everyone is as first an actor here, mm-hmm. which I love mm-hmm. because that's that's what everyone should be. Absolutely. You have to be an actor first. I agree. No matter what kind of, like, theater you do, I if you're a dancer, if you're you know, a singer, you have to be able to act. Yeah. Uh, the good ones yeah. can. So just knowing that and seeing all these very accomplished people surrounding me. Yeah, at a tiny was, table. At a tiny table <laughs> and me like in my first, you know, big role. Yeah. It was it was intimidating. Yeah. I was very, very intimidated. And it took me a long time to feel comfortable. Yeah. A long time during that re- rehearsal process. I mean, you had to, well, and we had to go through previews where things changed oh all the God. time. When you, I think I remember this, you started you did have a dialect to to begin with right like at that first read through you were you were kind of playing I was kind with of it playing with it yeah. I was playing with it I I I didn't know what I was doing but sure. I was just like you know I was just kind of going with what Same. I knew and kind of which wasn't that much but I was just playing with it Had you been asked to do a dialect previous to that in a show Yeah um I guess or at yeah. auditions not at a, I'm trying to think at auditions. Mm, not that many times. I just like it's really interesting being you know a mixed race actor because like I either get called in for very like traditional shows mm-hmm. and because my you know my mainly my background is musical theater so a lot of it is like you know there's there's so many traditional musical theater shows yeah. and so 
I don't get asked to do a lot of accents there. Sure. But then I get called in for like King and I. Right. And that's very specific. And they want something. Yeah, they yeah. want something ethnic. And then, but also in those situations, I'm like standing next to people. You know, there was a guy. I did a production of King and I, and there was a guy. Actually, he was he was Thai, and I'm like, I oh. feel a little uncomfortable. Sure. You know, kind of like, you know, I don't really belong here. But right. so yeah, it was. It's it's very interesting. The more and more, you know, we do theater, and the more and more, it's. I don't know. I I I'm more aware of it. I guess. Right. Well. What is your actual um, mix? Mix. Okay. So my dad, my dad has my my dad is uh, was born in Taipei, mm-hmm. Taiwan. Mm-hmm. Um, to my, uh, but he's actually technically only half Chinese, and then um, my grandfather was Portuguese. Oh. And he worked for the American government. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the CIA. He was. Whoa. Yeah, he was a linguist. Wow. He really did. Like he did speak eight languages. That's so cool. <laughs> so his family, the family moved around Asia a lot because they worked, you know, for uh, the American government. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but so they ended up in Okinawa, Japan, where mm-hmm. there's a huge American base still to this day. Right. Um, and that's where my good dad grew up. And so he. Interesting. Yeah. So he. He went to Catholic school, so he spoke English at school. So he was, you know, fluent in English English since he was a little kid. Mm-hmm. And then at home, they spoke Cantonese. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and they lived in Japan. Wow! <laughs> so he does know all the things. Yeah. And then. And um, so then he immigrated here. He was the first of his family to immigrate to this, the states. Mm-hmm. And so he went to college here. Um, he's this. Uh, and he got his master's in social work. Mm. And he met my mother in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad actually went to the seminary in Minnesota. And he what? met my mother at um, while he was starting the seminary. What was he wanting to do? <laughs> he wanted to be a priest. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, clearly that did not happen. It did happen. not happen. He met my mother. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Sorry, church. Sorry, church. <laughs> Mate has to be born. Say bye. So. <laughs> And what was your mom doing? Like when she was she a college mom, student? Yes, okay. she was an undergrad in. She was uh, an artist. Mm-hmm. She was an art major. My mom's. She was a visual artist. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. She, that's so. Art was always going to be in your blood, no matter. what. Oh yeah, she was. Yeah. Well, she she played the piano. Oh. And she was a visual artist. Awesome. So she was the very creative and like. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that that's. And, but my dad's very theatrical. Mm-hmm. Like he's so much more theatrical than I am. Yeah. Like he's the life of as the party. A, as a person. As a person, like he is the life of the party. Everyone loves him. Amazing. Gus. Gus. Amazing. <laughs> What's Gus Gus? That's his name, Gus. <laughs> but people call him Gus Gus. I do. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> oh wow. Um, wait. So where was I going with? Okay. So the the role of song. Okay. It it's iconic, right? It Did is. you know anything about it? No. Going in because like no. Asian. Here's the thing. Asian American male actors, yeah, that's one of the roles that they think they can do yeah. past a certain age they can't. <laughs> right. So like there there's was there any pressure or anything attached to that at all? Or maybe you were freed by the fact that it wasn't in your I repertoire. mean, I didn't know very much about it. Mm-hmm. I just knew it was based on like Madame Butterfly, the yeah. opera. And yeah. so when I started researching and started looking at it, I'm like, oh shit. Crap. So you increasingly got scared. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the, the fact is, it was my first starring role. Yeah. And then being surrounded by all these, like, Actor, Chicago actors. celebrities. Right. And then 
the psychotic role, it was a lot of pressure. Yeah. It was a lot of pressure, and, you know, it freaked me out a little bit. What did it take to, because you said that you eventually got to a place where you felt good doing it. What did it take to get you there? I think just getting to know everyone. Yeah. You know, that's a big part of it, just yeah. feeling like a cast and, like, a community. Like, And I think we all bonded very... We were all got very close by the by the end of the show. Sure. I mean, we were... We well, were we were all doing something that we were scared of. I think, yeah, I think that was a huge thing. I, I don't think I was the only one. I Everyone think we were was scared of, of something we in that terrified. show. Um, for those of you who didn't see it, and shame on you for not seeing it, um, <laughs> but probably you saw it because you're a smart person. Because <laughs> um, we were in it. Because we were in it, and we're amazing. I'm pouring um, you more shiraz oh, for the audience. Yeah, can you hear that? It sounds sounds Ooh, just decadent. I even got an aerator too. It's amazing. <laughs> making me want to go to the bathroom a little bit but maybe you can edit that out because that is okay, not classy we'll have, a, we'll have like an intermission <laughs> it's not classy bathroom um, but uh, where was I going with too much Shiraz um, we were uh, we were talking about how we're all deathly afraid of something everyone was afraid of something uh, I I think what were, what though, were you first, definitely afraid of this is not an interview oh okay it's about me <laughs> this is about me <laughs> this is about you no but you know uh, I think well because we started with that workshop where it was movement, right? Yeah. And you are a dancer, uh, not first, but you are a dancer move. more yeah. than more than a lot of us were, were dancers. I cannot walk on <laughs> a straight line. That's not just because I'm drunk, but because I can't walk on <laughs> a straight line. Um, so you know, you had that edge coming in, right? Because we had we had that read through, but then. But it was such specific, different movement than what I'm used to. Really? Like, it, yeah. Yeah. It was it was a foreign language. Yeah. To me. So, I mean, having a dance background was helpful. Helped, yes, um, definitely. And, I mean, we were doing things with flags, <laughs> with, like... Spears. Spears, <laughs> and, like, most of that didn't end up in the show because of safety. <laughs> but, but, you know, there is a thing... Every show has a journey. Mm-hmm. But did you find yourself during Matt, uh, M. Butterfly going through, like... Um, personal things about ethnicity and gender and oh, because yeah. it asks all those questions and oh I think God. that's also why people as audience members don't like it because it makes us ask those questions but yeah. you had to live in it for a few months yeah. like what did oh, you go through huge huge well it's like it's so funny because I grew up I grew up in Minnesota mm-hmm. and I never really thought I was a minority if you will in Minnesota, you yeah, didn't feel that way? I didn't feel that way. That's it's, good and that's great, actually. I was Maybe I was just oblivious to it. Or maybe you were in a safe place where yeah, you didn't feel that way. Yeah, I didn't way. feel that. Because, you know, my dad, granted he's from China, but he's like, he's totally assimilated to he's American. American. He's American. He's yeah. American. Like, you know, and he, he has a Minnesota accent now. He's like, oh yeah, oh my God. <laughs> and so like... Side to side. Oh yeah. 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 So, to, so it's just... it. I never really, I never really thought of it. You consider yourself an American. Yeah. You identify as what? Midwestern. Yeah. I'm totally Midwestern. Yeah. You know, so I never really thought about it. And then as I grew older, you know, like I went to college, but then I got like scholarships for being a minority and, you know, and, mm-hmm. and then, and now definitely in our in my career in like theater, mm-hmm. realizing that, you know, seeing seeing people try to put you in those like little boxes and mm-hmm. you know just one of them and I'm like but I'm not just that I'm like also these other things right. so I think I think that's it's been more prevalent ever since I think M. Butterfly brought up a lot of those questions because of the script because of the script yeah and you know and my and my ethnicity yeah 
I think it, it's it's definitely a, an issue. And I know um, here's some backstage talk. I know that <laughs> you had you had issues with like, didn't an audience member come up to you after yes. the show? Yes, I had. Um, it, it's well, so an audience member came up to me after, and he was he was Asian, mm. and he didn't even know I was Asian. He didn't even think I was Asian. What did he say? I can't even remember exactly what he said. Um, I think he said something to the like, like of like, "What are you? Are you an Asian?" I think here's what I'm remembering, and correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. I think there was a stupid, and I'm not gonna name names, but a stupid newspaper <laughs> who reviewed the show. I heard about. My dad told me about yeah, this. Yeah, because your dad is like on it. He's on it. <laughs> I'm like, Dad, don't tell me these things. I don't want to know. No, but I mean, and I wish he hadn't. But like, I think this is why what happened. A stupid, stupid, stupid Chicago periodical. <laughs> Sorry, this is gonna like lose me work. No, it's not. Whatever, it's a Who cares? podcast. Who cares? Um, no one's listening. <laughs> no one's listening, or everyone's listening. Um, said uh, reviewed the uh, the play mm-hmm. and said they couldn't even get an Asian actor to play the role of Song. I know, or something like that. Yeah, they did, they and that. and I think that man who came up to you. Mm-hmm in between shows, like after a show when you're just supposed to say good job or yeah. whatever, or avoid eye contact, those yeah. are the two options. Yeah. Um, he came up to you and I think, because I saw you after, he said, so you're not Asian. Yeah. Like it's, as a statement. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, no, that's, no, I am. Right. <laughs> I, am, I mean, I what Chinese do you say descent. to that? Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it just really caught me off guard. Right. And it's, it actually happened because I got, so I got hired to play song again at, Indiana That's University right, right after. Right. So I went down there mm-hmm. and I also that also happened to me down there because they have a big Asian population at IU. Mm-hmm. And so we had a talk back and there was all these Asian actors that came and they were like, "Why did you cast someone that's not Asian?" Oh. And I was like, Oh so God. what did you say? What do you say to that? Like in a large well, scale just, conversation like that? Well, I actually said like this is exactly what our play is about. It's about perceptions of the East versus West Good and you. what what you think is appropriate and what you think we should be. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and um, it just. It just was. It, it just had to do with everything we were talking about in the yeah. show, <laughs> and it stirred those things up. Yeah, but they were staring at you that whole time watching the play, thinking you were not an Asian person. Yes, and that and and to that that weird man after our show's defense, he might have been basing that on that periodical yeah, that says, maybe. and if you read it and print, it must be true. Yeah, this actor is not Asian. Yeah. And, you know, people go off of last names, which is also so stupid because, like, my last name's Gavino, and that sounds Italian, and it might be, but, like, I really don't look Italian. This interview is not about me. But, like, you can't tell by by last names. You can't tell no. by on-site. You don't no. know what people's blood yeah. is, yeah. right? Um, but do you ever feel like, especially since then, the, does the question of are you Asian enough come up? Oh yeah, that comes up a lot. When I, I I remember one of the my last auditions in New York, I went in for an Asian show, and I was standing there, and uh, I went to the dance call, and the choreographer was like going through everyone, mm-hmm. and he came to me, and I did you know I danced, and then he just like looked at me, Ugh. and he looked me up and down. Oh God! 
And I was like, oh, what are you? God. And I knew exactly what he was thinking. Yeah. You know? Did he say anything? No. He just looked me up and down oh, slowly. And I was like, ew. Was like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? You can't do that. Right. But he didn't say anything. He didn't say so, anything. Like, but he said everything. But he said everything. Yeah. So it comes up even in unspoken situations yeah. for you. Yeah. I mean, what does what does it mean to be Asian? Like what is Asian enough? I know. Like well, that's a huge that's a huge thing. Like I think I, I don't know. I my whole thing right now is in our country, it's even more of a melting pot now because everyone's mixing. Everyone's so much of our so much so many people are mixed race now. Right. And which is awesome. Right, yeah. which is so cool. But everyone is seeing black and white. Mm-hmm. Or If I don't recognize you, you as exactly. what I think of Chinese. Yeah, yeah, you're not that. Right. And that's that's not the truth of our, our country. Right. And um and yeah, I think I we should be able to identify with different parts of our heritage mm-hmm. and you know, and it helps and it helped me like doing that play. Mm-hmm. It really you know, made me more educated about, you know, Chinese culture, mm-hmm. Chinese theater. And how to talk about it. And how to talk about it. Right. And then, like, I didn't know anything about the Peking Opera, which was, like, amazing to... That that art exhibit, remember the it's art beautiful. exhibit we saw? It's so beautiful. Well, and so many traditions come from that that we didn't know yeah. came from that. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it makes you aware. And, yeah, I mean, well, here's a question. <laughs> uh, to, to get less less heavy and dramatic. Okay. Um... What what stereotypical Asian things are you? Like what uh, are you are you good at math? Are you do you play an instrument? What oh are, gosh, what are the yeah. Stere- I, what are the okay. Asian stereotypes? Okay. If you are Asian enough, what are, what is the checklist and okay. what do you check off? Yeah, I, I have some I have some stereotypes. <laughs> um, I grew up playing the violin. Perfect. I still play the violin. Great. That's, that's pretty Asian, right? Really Asian. Even though it's like uh, you know a European instrument. Yeah, right? but I mean, like, did you do Suzuki method? I did Suzuki. You did Suzuki I went. Method. I did all of them. Great. I did all one through eight. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> so I did. I played the violin um I was good in school I was mm-hmm. a very good student mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. I played a lot of sports mm-hmm. but that's like that's midwestern sure like, did you get Asian red face no I don't you never got Asian red face no I don't fascinating I think so that's the mix drink and drink that's and the drink mix drink. <laughs> <laughs> thank god for my mix <laughs> but this is a podcast so even if you got Asian red face they can't <laughs> no one see. would know we'll tell them that nothing happened it's fine um yeah I mean it is a thing, but then there's that, that dual responsibility of if you go see a show and it's set in Asia mm-hmm. and you and you look at a cast that does not look remotely close to it, what yeah. is your emotional reaction? Or do you have one? Of if it, if, it's if you're an, an Asia- audience if, if you're an audience member and it's supposed to be a specific ethnicity. Kinda like um Well, I feel like okay, with shows, if if it's about if the story is about ethnicity, mm-hmm. you should be casting it in that ethnicity. Mm-hmm. You know, like some some shows require you know ethnicity mm-hmm. and a specific ethnicity. Mm-hmm. You know, and so if I go to a show and see someone, you know, see people playing not that ethnicity mm-hmm. and it's important to the story, that bugs me. Sure, that totally bugs me. Yeah, but if it's a show where ethnicity doesn't even matter, absolutely, then. By all means, it should be like, it can be whatever. Even if it's a time period where, you know, you know, where that ethnicity wasn't that popular, Mm -hmm. who cares? It's 2016. Right. You know, 
suspension of disbelief. Right. Okay. Right. So you saw, you've been seeing a lot of shows since you've come back to town in Chicago and you saw a lot of shows in New York and in your travels. What do you think the state of representation is in terms of? I think it's, it's, it's definitely, we're at a turning point, which is great. Mm -hmm. I'm really, really excited about what's going to happen the next like five years in like American theater. Yeah. Because I think ethnicity is really big right now yeah. in our country. Do you think it's a trend? Mm, I don't think it's going to be a trend. Okay. Because it's it's so relevant to our society and mm-hmm. our the um, our population, mm-hmm. and more. There's more and more of us with that voice. Mm-hmm. So I think it's not going to be just a trend. Yeah. It's going to be. It's going to be the status quo. You so know? have you seen more and more evidence of it? Or like, is there w- more in one city than another city? Or I know. Um, I'm trying to think. So, I mean, I'm going to use the obvious like example of Do Hamilton. Do it. I mean, Hamilton's... And it's blowing up. And it's, it's huge. Yeah. And it's, it's a story, but it, even though it could be all, a, you know, old white man yeah. <laughs> show... right. That's the brilliance of it. It doesn't matter. It's a story. Yeah. It's a great story. It's about our founding fathers, but it really could also be about a bunch of guys today trying to start a revolution. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And And that's, that's that's brilliant. I love that. Yeah. Um, so I think that's, I think, um, yeah, I think that's, it's, it's, it's being more and more prevalent. And I think more and more writers are, are being more aware of it so Mm -hmm. it can be produced Mm -hmm. because that's, that's another thing. Like, there needs to be the material. Lin Manuel Miranda insisted on it. Yeah, yeah, and so that there needs to be more people like that, and mm-hmm. thank God for him for starting that. Yes. So hopefully more people will follow. People who create their own work can insist on things. Yes. And that is something that we can be empowered by. Yeah. So you are hopeful. Oh yeah, I'm totally hopeful. That's good. I'm totally hopeful. Um, yeah. I mean, what what did you want to do? When you first started performing, what was like, oh, I really wish I could do this part? Well, this, it's funny because... Has it, and I'm, I'm sure it's changed. It's it's funny because, like, I didn't grow up doing theater. What did you... I grew up playing sports and so music. Did you think that you were... What did you grow up thinking you were going to do? I always thought I was going to be a gymnast. <laughs> As a I profession? Was, yeah, I was like, I was so... That was my life growing yeah. up, and like it would have to be if you're yeah, really trained, good at it. Yeah, I trained like three to four hours a day after Jeez. school. Like that's all I did. Yeah, and so, so you thought that was going to be your future? Was- yeah, yeah. And then in, I started in college as a biology pre med major. Oh my gosh! I love I love biology. I love like the earth and animals, and I, I thought it was going to be like something in the biology. I, I love marine biology. Wow! So that was like that was kind of what I went was going into and then I fell into theater I, I took happened? an elective okay. I went to a liberal arts college and so I took an elective acting and then the acting professor was like you're really good at this and you have the skills so you, wow. should, you should definitely try it and I really enjoyed it yeah so you went from biology to acting because of one teacher one teacher yeah Sam Hall he's amazing wow he's amazing he's still my friend today we, we still text and talk And was it just like one of those life altering classes or like yeah. what yeah, what it did really he was. Do he that, was, like, changed he your was mind. just such a, you know, good teacher, good professor, and like he really dug deep for each of us in the class, mm-hmm. and we really created amazing characters and amazing work mm-hmm. in all in all in all different ways. And um, he was a great director. I did um, I did a production with him in college, and um, so yeah, it, it, it I really haven't 
done a lot in theater. It's funny because I always say, <laughs> I don't even know theater I've been in, <laughs> basically. <laughs> but that's, that's, not, that's true of lots and lots of actors. So you are not alone in that. So I feel You've like, only read the scripts that you audition for or yep, are in. Yep, sure. Yep. Yeah. So I feel like I, what I love about being here in Chicago is that I can see so much theater mm-hmm. and there's so much new work and like you know storefront theaters mm-hmm. and like you can Every learn a lot thing. Yeah. you can learn a lot by watching what excites you like in theater in theater um what excites me like uh, good story good storytelling yeah. that's, that's what I hooks think, you yes yeah yes if it's not a good story I'm out sure I, that, that's, I think that's the biggest thing I'm realizing now. I'm like, you, you have to have a good script mm-hmm. to give a good show. Yeah. You know, it, to, to keep the audience captivated. Absolutely. And also, you know, there's acting and there's definitely that part of it. And, you know, I just recently... But it starts from there. It starts from there. Yeah. Like, really captivating your audience with a good story yeah. and a um, good arc. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I've been, like, kind of focusing on and on my, you know, what I like in theater. What so. what was the last exciting thing that you I've saw? Seen? Yeah, I would have to say La Switch. Really? I, yeah. So La Switch was about face. What was it about La Switch that hooked you? It was just is very contemporary. Mm-hmm. It was about New Yorkers, mm-hmm. which I you know I relate I just, to. I relate to, yeah. and just like um, meeting and making good connections with people, mm-hmm. like and and how messy it can get. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just, it was very real and relatable, I think, to everyone. I think so. I think there's something, and I mean, I am biased. Philip Dawkins is one of my dear friends, uh-huh. but I think he knows how to write a universal love story. Yes. And I think that's important in terms of, my God, this is an interview about you, but like, yes, <laughs> no, it's, I'm, right. I'm, I'm supporting your, your list yeah. switch recommendation just because... It's something that everyone should be able to relate to unless you're yeah. a monster. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I've seen, you know, and, and being here, I've been seeing some of, like, the big stuff. Yeah. And, like, it's just, like, it's so you not You want a good story. And you, and you, you want people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, I get this is the big commercial theater, but I feel like now in my career, I'm, like, focusing on more, like, intimate stuff. That's and, awesome. Like, finding, and finding that really um, good story and good acting mm-hmm. and... Um, so that's what you want to find yourself in? Yeah, I, w- I would love to do more of that. I mean, I it's funny because I, I'm like on the opposite sides of the spectrum. I like intimate, small theater, mm-hmm. or I like big blockbuster, spectacle, spectacle epic. stuff. Yeah. And that's the stuff I like fit into with, with my abilities, I feel. Sure, yeah. So. But it's also like, it's a good sign if that's what excites you as an audience member, mm-hmm. and then you find yourself in one of those shows, mm-hmm. then then that's where you're supposed to be, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> where would the sorting hat and Harry Potter sort you? What house would you be in? Oh my god, I don't I don't know Harry Potter. <gasps> I can't talk to you anymore. This podcast it's is over. over. It's not true. No, I, love I don't know. Ho- Hogwarts is that a thing? <laughs> oh my god, okay. We're going to edit this part out. Uh, <laughs> no, we won't because we're going to uh, over the next 30 podcasts, we're going to teach Nick Raga about I, I will right. read one book. All right. I think you're okay. Hufflepuff or Ravenclaw, and I think that's that's like a total compliment. Is that a good thing? Is that a good thing? Okay. Yes, all yes. Right. Good. Um, okay, I ask you about... <laughs> I ask you all these things. Oh, do you have a go-to karaoke song? Go-to karaoke? Do you go to karaoke? I don't. I actually worked... Okay, this is... 
I in in New York, I worked at this like family barbecue restaurant, family-owned barbecue restaurant, and I had to work karaoke every Wednesday. Were you a VJ? No, I was a I was a waiter. A server at karaoke. I was karaoke. a server. Oh no, I'm so sorry. And it was it ruined it. <laughs> oh no. Like the same people who came every week and for some reason karaoke people, I guess they're all tone deaf. Oh no. And so they would ruin I literally can't listen to certain songs now because it brings me back to Sweet that Caroline. Moment. Um What songs? Uh At Last. This, people, oh no, this, people try out, that's a hard song. This woman would come in and she was toned up oh, no. and it was like every week oh, and she would no. just get plastered oh, and no. just scream it. But that's a hard song to sing. But I can't listen to it you anymore. You can't sing it. She ruined it for you. She ruined it. Uh, so I I don't do a lot of hair. Okay. Yoke, All right. But I do love, like some of my, I love listening, I, I, I have sang... Mika, I love Mika. Oh, you would sing Mika really well. I love Mika. He's like one. I actually saw him in New York at a concert, and is he wonderful? He is fantastic. He's fantastic in concert. I love him. Also, pure beautiful voice. Yeah, ridiculous. Um, I'm gonna take you karaoke, and I'm gonna change. Okay, change my mind. Yes, please. That's a different podcast. (laughs) We'll circle back to this. Um, oh. Here's a good question. What are you binge watching right now? Are you binge watching anything? Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so so my boyfriend got me on to House of Cards. <gasps> what season are you on? Well, it's funny because he, he's seen all of them. Oh, so, so he's watching they, it, rewatching it with you? No. He's making just, you watch like, it and then asking you to report back? Oh. No, 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 no. We just started at season four I think it's on season four so you have four no now. background so I don't know what's happening does but it I'm, work yeah but I'm so into it oh I'm great like, I don't know what's happening but it's so interesting I bet actually <laughs> that would make it really interesting to go back and watch the first few seasons I did I started watching I think I've watched three episodes the first three episodes now uh-huh. like, but you oh, know things about I know I'm like something's gonna happen to this <laughs> that's kind of awesome actually <laughs> if it's that kind of show where you don't have to like have that background yeah. that would actually well be I think brilliant. you do need the background oh, because well, I don't know what's oh happening well. everyone does everything differently so. yeah but like it's a really good show good it's a like the but r- is it binge watch she yeah like you oh, have yeah. to watch the next episode oh yeah okay. oh yeah because like it's like a I it's, so it's like a, I need to take a break it's so well it, you have to <sighs> pay attention yeah. and then like everything's like boiling yeah. and then everything just like blows up yeah. in everyone's face so I love that did you I mean what was your very first binge watch do you remember binge watch I don't know um, I mean you can circle back to blockbuster if you need to I'm trying to think like a series like mm-hmm. a series mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean I used to watch uh, Will and Grace was my like oh, that was my nap time show yeah <laughs> Nap time, like you'd fall asleep to it. Yeah, I would just like yeah. turn it on, and, and just, it's like, comforting. So yeah. you fall asleep to Megan Mullally. Yeah, just, speaking in high and, pitch squeaks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I actually have the whole series on DVD. So I'm I, coming over to watch it. That's can... a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at a buffet, what is your strategy? <laughs> This is a for reals thing that I wrote down on my notepad. What is your strategy out of Oh my god, it's oh such a funny family story. Oh god. Please oh god. tell it. Okay, so Okay, so growing up, our family would do like buffets mm-hmm. and it was just it was really gross. Why was it gross? <laughs> because like, like wow, how is if it you different than like potluck? It's potluck? What do you mean potluck? Like buffet. a potluck is like when people bring family things. everyone yeah. just like a buffet you like it's a restaurant you go to like oh, a buffet okay and then so like they went to a buffet we would go to a buffet and there was just like 
these really hungry people <laughs> just eating their lives away. Related to you or not related to you? Not related, not related to me. To and I was, it just made me not that hungry. <laughs> so your, your strategy is to hide from the people? Is that... But then, okay, so, so my dad loved buffets. Like, he loves food. It's a good deal. And so... <laughs> go and my sister and I would just be like grossed out sure and my dad would just be like piling it on <laughs> and then my dad would be like I have to go to the bathroom yep, yep. <laughs> so so we called it the you know the refill break oh so, yep <laughs> yep yep gotta save room it's all you can eat so so you don't have a strategy at buffets because buffets gross you out they're, they're I don't yeah they kind of gross me out a little bit <laughs> It brings me back to my childhood. There's some, probably some psychological. Well, we'll talk about that on a different podcast. Okay, great. Childhood trauma. Um, that's that's going to be its own thing. Um, great. I'm glad I asked that question because that was an amazing story. Um, what were you? What was the scariest thing to you growing up? Like what? Like scared the crap out of you? What scared the crap out of me? Strangers. Stranger danger. In general, just strangers? Yeah. I was Why? terribly I was terribly shy when I was a little kid. Aww. I was I was my sister says I was I had ADHD before it was a thing. <laughs> I was really hyperactive. Well, it was always a thing. I guess yeah. I mean, yeah. But it, you weren't diagnosed. I wasn't diagnosed, uh-huh. but I I could not sit still. Mm-hmm. I was sh- I would shake. Sure. I, I remember shaking, and my mom gave me a, a little stuffed animal to put on my desk at school oh. to remind me. She's like, "That's your reminder to sit still." Oh. <laughs> because I couldn't sit yeah. still. Yeah. <laughs> but. Um, but yeah, strangers really scared so me. So like when you were guy when you guys as a family would walk down sidewalks to go like were you just hiding? I was hiding or in a tree. <laughs> Where's Nate? Oh, he's in a he's tree. He's in a tree. Again. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, did you ever get over the stranger fear? I've gotten better. I still get it though. I have social a little social anxiety when I get into new situations with new people. Mm-hmm. I, I like have to force myself like that that comes that that is are do you consider yourself an introvert no no I don't think I'm an introvert I just I, I don't know I just I, I get shy sure in a, in which is way. not a, I mean introvert means you you well extrovert means you get and you get energy from being around people right and, I think I have a little bit of, maybe a little bit of both. I think a lot of actors have a little bit of both. Yeah. 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 But I definitely get, I get, I I still get that Social anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Like meeting new people, like definitely when I get into like new cast situations, especially that first day, I I, I get really scared. Yeah. And especially when I'm in new groups of people, I wait, I wait for people to come to me. That makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. But sometimes like I, I'm like, you know, I got to. Man up. Man up and be like, all right, <laughs> this is a situation where I need to like put myself out there. Do you so. have a party strategy? Like, okay, let's say you're invited to a big like Goodman Theater opening party. Do you have a strategy for those situations? Yeah, like stick next stick to someone that is very outgoing <laughs> and just kind <laughs> so of either smart. be like right next to them and they go and do it all and then they're and just like, "Oh, this is my friend Nate." So like, smart. Bam. That is genius. Yeah, maybe that that's is... a little no. cop out, but No, it's th- not. That's my strategy. I stand by the cheese and usually people <laughs> talk to people who are standing next to the cheese. That's... Cheese are, are liquor. Yeah. Cheese are liquor. Exactly. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I I think we checked off a lot of these questions and everything. I can't read my writing now because I'm drunk. So I think maybe we should end here. Okay, um, good. But this was lovely. I let's, hope, I, let's, let's cheers. Let's cheers, cheers to you. Did cheers you hear that, audience? <laughs> He's lovely. And oh. so bronze and not red-faced. <laughs> good night, everybody. It's like 2 o'clock. Oh, God. Okay. Good night. Good night. It's 2. We're going to take a nap. This is a nap time podcast. Good night. Unless you're already asleep. Right, right, right. <laughs> we have soothing voices. Thanks for tuning in to Specific Overtures, a podcast dedicated to diversity in American theater. Tune in next week where I interview our very own Amjoy Gavino. <laughs>